What's up, Dream Warriors? Day 28 of the 31 Days of Dread is right here, and we're talking ghastlies. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for making another suggestion, because I would have no idea that, that this movie ever existed. If you're into 80s, small monster heart, we're talking ghoulies, we're talking gremlins, we're, we're talking little tiny critters killing people for the 31 days of dread the dream warriors annual podcast event i'm peter i'm your boy i'm your host this is october we're doing one horror movie a day for the entire month of october and hey we got ourselves a conversation piece here so you already hear that music you hear that spooky noises is that witch screaming yet i don't know where is she i think she's coming to get me but hey i'm just going to fade away I'm going to come back. Everyone, thank you for joining me. We're back. I'm Peter, a.k.a. Pad, Peter A. DeLuca, your boy, your host, your horror aficionado, expert, obsessive individual. And, uh, yeah, we're here on Dream Warriors. Uh, This is, uh, we're smack dab. Not in the middle, but we're winding down. Uh, This is day 28 of the 31 Days of Dread we got. Um, The next movie, uh, I'm just going to pitch it right now because it really, uh, I was gushing over it. But it's the 1989 Robert England uh, Phantom of the Opera. And I'll also be doing, since I had almost like a week to do whatever I wanted uh, to watch, whatever movie uh, or TV series uh, I was driven around. Um, you know, because I spent last weekend recording at, at such a high capacity that I literally got a week ahead of the 31 Days of Dread. And now I'm, I'm, I'm like one or two days behind on releasing. And that's only because I dealt with a huge storage issue that uh, came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I was convinced I had enough space. Um, my, every, all my storage got redlined. And I had to scramble and redo my filing so I can continue to uh, render files and release them. Because, you know, keep in mind, I'm, I'm also doing other high-capacity big file work. But anyway, and, uh, but no, really seriously uh, gushing over the Robert England uh, Phantom of the Opera. So that's going to be day 29. That's going to be tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I just can't wait for it. Uh, I just really, really want to talk about that movie. And, you know, we'll bring Norman uh, <laughs> a little bit. Well, we're going to mention Norm from epi- you know, the earlier episodes of Dream Warriors because I was texting him about this. And, you know, we talked about this on day 27, which is a lot of the contributors of Dream Warriors may not be in front of me on the mic, but there's plenty of contributors that communicate with me through social media and and text message on you know what some of the uh, perceptions through lines uh you know ideas are around some of these movies because like you know it's good to go in um to a movie sometimes knowing uh if some of your friends have seen it that are also you know aligned with just interest in absorbing as uh, content wise as many movies into your system as, as as possible and but no so yeah, huge storage issue. So, yeah, a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, I, I did have to rush out to, uh, not Staples, um, Target. because So, here here's the thing. So, you know, again, I'm coming to you from Center City, Philadelphia. 
<laughs> if you didn't already know. And uh, within like the last two years, uh, we finally got uh, um, Target Expresses uh, throughout the entire city, and they're they're literally popping up everywhere, and they are so convenient because they kind of have somewhat of an electronic section. Electronics in Center City, Philadelphia, um, along with a few other things, was always tough. And you had you literally had to rely on Amazon Prime to get anything into the city regarding electronics. But I was able to get like a two terabyte drive. And, you know, so when I do that, what what I unlock is it's, it's it's a Pandora's box because it creates an avalanche of work that I have to do uh, because there's additional file management movement. Um, you know, if I'm clearing out one terabyte drive or even what's on my desktop for the Microsoft Surface Pro because that's what I run everything through, uh, it literally can take a few hours. And sometimes I only have a few hours to record my additional content to shoot whatever videos I have. Uh, outside my daily drawing and the nine to five going to the gym uh, meal prepping uh, reading you know like these these are the things that occupy my life so anyway so it's tough but going into the drive conversation okay Uh, no not the movie drive the external hardware drive uh, there's ways to support me and a lot of those ways are in this video uh, this description and if you're on SoundCloud, you can actually click a link now, and it jumps right to my donation page. Uh, you can you can fund original content. You can help fund this show because it does get expensive. It does add up, and um, I would like to build things up to the level where I can get someone uh, part time to start publishing my files. Uh, you know, rendering my files, sound mixing my files, and with the file management. And to create additional content around the show. Um, my Patreon is all about that. It's easy to find the link. But you can just find me on you know, AKA Pad. And AKA Pad also on so just about all social media. Twitter, Snapchat, AKA Pad 13, Facebook, Instagram, and AKA Pad.com. Uh, it, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. So it takes a lot of dedication. And, and the 31 Days of Dread is... It's, it's, it's a symbol of that, and I do love it because the movie we're talking about now, Gasly's 2016, we're doing two 2016 movies back-to-back. My last movie, Chain to Busan, was 2016. <laughs> so we're seeing a high and a low of what gets released in a single year. So from what I could tell, I wanted to research this director, Brett Kelly. Um, I couldn't find too much. He does have a YouTube channel. Uh, you can just find it at Brett Kelly Entertainment. Uh, he, like, you know, does short films, fan films. Uh, there's, you know, fake, not fake, but faux trailers. He did, like, a, like a Justice League short film called, I think it was Coming Apocalypse. It was called Justice League, The Coming Apocalypse, uh, which probably has more fan service than the uh, Justice League movie, <laughs> I'll say, because uh, I kind of, um, my sound wasn't on, but I kind of clicked through it real quick and was able to see some of the highlights. Uh, but yeah, and I've dug up like there. there it seemed like Gasly's had a Indiegogo at one point, only raised three hundred five dollars at the proposed fifteen hundred, which I would love to know if that was like the budget for this. So there's some traction online with some reviews on this. I was going to maybe go through those later just out of my own satisfaction 
because there's few few things to say about a movie like Gasly. So this goes very much in line with the um, my Bunny Man uh, murders that I did later for 31 Days of Dread, uh, which I think that might have been day one and or day two. But believe it or not, that um, <laughs> I did I reviewed the sequel. I had no idea it was it was a, a sequel until later. <laughs> Wait, well, hey, that happens sometimes. So the and the Bunny Man murders was more or less of a definition of why films like that and filmmakers that were around that movie are important. And Gasly's is no different. So Gasly's came up as an Amazon Prime suggestion uh, i'm internally grateful for for the suggestion and i immediately got hooked on it because you know look the the artwork the poster i watched the uh, trailer the trailer really didn't have too much but it was kind of like evil little cute little aliens killing people and i'm like oh, holy crap and it looked low budget and it, you know again didn't look um, like it was trying to be anything more than than what i already saw and i'm like perfect this is uh, exactly what's in line with my views of horror, with what makes um, content like this work, and you know, you could tell, you could tell this this was like a young filmmaker's film. I don't know how old Brett Kelly is. I, I should have maybe looked into it a little bit more. I apologize for that. And so I got it. It went right to my list. Okay. So originally, if you go back a couple episodes, we talked about Cat People, the erotic thriller, erotic horror thriller, which blew my mind. Uh, the original movie for that was um, Terrifier. From uh, that's also available on on Netflix, and I was between removing Terrifier and removing this to put in Cat People. I didn't. I thought going into this movie fresh, knowing kind of like what it was, uh, that it's not this huge movie was more important than terrifier because to me terrifier uh, at least looks like a pro shot movie it looks like a complete story um and it looks like it has highs and lows roller coaster ride with with the plot so i don't know i mean terrifier also has a ton of attention Gasly's does not and i'm like you know this is a little bit what 31 drake uh 30 <laughs> Can I talk? This is a little bit of what 31 Days of Dread is all about. Uh, we, It's okay not always to do you know, The Exorcist. Okay, maybe we'll talk about The Exorcist. I don't know. I'm not really interested in doing The Exorcist for the 31 Days of Dread. I want reasons to do something that are beyond the benign, the benign uh, like dogmatic approach. Uh, you know, we have to similar things than than the 31 days of dread part of the 31 days of dread is the idea of horror the idea of uh being scared the idea of transporting yourself Gasly's doesn't do any of that okay because look we all know where this conversation is going Gasly's is a tough movie to watch it doesn't even sell the concept it doesn't uh there's zero exposition not that it needs much but the little that it needs is not there. The exposition that is there is doesn't come off. It's it's rough. Uh, you know, plot of the movie. Uh, it's I'm still somewhat confused on. It's it's a satanic ritual, and then aliens come, and they kill satanic ritual people, and then it jumps into um, a girl dancing in her room, and 
um, she's doing aerobics and she becomes topless and then and that that goes into a car ride which is somewhat creatively shot for the resources I'll say uh, and then it goes from a car ride to a cabin in the woods perfect that's where we want to be and it's like you know it's a girls weekend or sorority girls based on the description uh, which you can tell like they definitely have the sorority girl uh, you know look the conversation uh you know they do the chance they they you know the, the the pi sigma 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 stuff it's all there it's all revenge of the nerds uh and from that point uh you know we we get to the aliens the, these little ghastly creatures okay it takes way too long to get to the first death after what we see in the beginning of the movie um, you know, we were introduced with a few characters that are, you know, kind of like, all right, now we're going to have four to five deaths in this. Uh, we do have more, which, you know, again, like thumbs up. And, you know, like, so part of it, like part of the, the original appeal for this where, you know, there's like this purple one, this purple um, ghastly creature that they designed that has like eight or nine eyeballs. And he looks perfect. And he originally looked like he was like the focus because always with these little monster movies there's always like one focus creature okay and you know that's very artfully done even um like critters kind of has like the the one focus or stripe and in, in gremlins uh munchies has one with a similar stripe and it goes on and on and munchies is probably my favorite <laughs> munchies is is just awesome and it, it so and we don't get that. And the other two designs don't really fit. And the thing is, though, uh, you need very little work to achieve something with uh, what Gasly's was going for. Uh, you know, simple shapes, bright colors. Uh, there's a, a some of the sound design is perfect. It calls like the, these creatures are almost like giggling in a, in this very high pitched voice, uh, very creepy. Um, you know, like all of that doesn't really come through. It, come, it, it hits a few times, like you, you kind of play with that chord a little bit, but it doesn't really come through. And and like that's almost like the plot. The plot is uh, sorority girls, cabin, uh, not too much nudity, bad acting, bad puns, but you know it works. It does work because it makes it a little bit more fun. Uh, but we don't get enough of the creatures, of the mythology, and, you know, even, like, the way how some of the shots are are, are stacked. Um, you know, like, is it editing? I don't really know, because you don't know what... Uh, it's hard to say editing, editing, because you don't know what the editor is dealing with, or the person in the editing role. Everyone acts like it's editing's like this thing, and you have infinite footage. Some of the footage is, is what it is, and what appears in the final cut. Sometimes it could be strictly the just the best uh, shots, the best cuts, and, and that's it. Because like you still need aesthetic, a, a aesthetic approach. Things have to look and smell like a movie. And editing sometimes just uh, people come in way too hot with with the editing comments. Same with the screenwriting comments because you don't know how much of the script doesn't even end up in the film. You don't know what's um, decided on on set for all kinds of good reasons valid unvalid it doesn't matter okay and you, you can't you can only look at the final product you can't um extrapolate the the process into the final product because we don't know and you know just talk about justice league 
real quick. Everyone wants this Zack Snyder cut. It, it may not be much different than, than the movie that, that we have outside of a couple longer takes, longer shots. Uh, I don't like, you know, like it's futile to, to debate that. Um, you know, sometimes director cuts come out and they're, you're just like blind. Sometimes, you know, you come out like a kingdom of, of heaven. Uh, you know, like Suicide Squad, not really. Suicide Squad director's cut isn't too different than theatrical i would say uh, you're, you're fine just watching the theatrical you're really not missing much and you know and that's really what happens with a lot of director cuts they're just like a, a slightly different take they're not drastic so you know we don't really know we don't know what brett kelly left on on the chopping room floor the the acting in the puns is is just really bad I don't know if it's the directing or who they chose, but I do think it works. I think the the level of punmanship, the limited environments for the shoots, because they're you're, they're shooting in such an enclosed environment, um, it's it's very interesting where he places the camera. Okay, so when you're watching this movie, it's it, keep, try and keep note of where the camera is and where you would put it in something similar. Like I said, that. The conversation in the car going to the cabin, it's the dialogue and 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 the portrayal of what's happening is is very you're like oh my god this thing is horrible. But if you look at the camera where the camera is and knowing it's in the car, it's it it does make you think and you know like you are like okay like there is something here, and it it just sucks because I really feel like this movie doesn't really know what it wants to be it's it does it want to be like silly violent does it just want to be violent does it just want to be silly you know is it really like is it part commentary on sorority life and fraternity life uh you know like there's like a nerdy girl in the movie and someone it's like okay is it a commentary on being an outsider it, it's tough it, these themes would have came through if this was like a michael bay movie and it's a great example of like how bay heightens stereotypes and personalities so we know who these people are versus when you dance on the fence and maybe go for too much nuance and it you know i would say like maybe the this the that's the fault of the non-Gastly's element in the movie Gastly's. The human element um, doesn't really come through. It doesn't, uh, it's it's undefined. And it's hard to follow it as an audience member. But, but at the end of the day, this is what I preach to you out there. All of you out there. Because I know a lot of young dudes listen to this. Gastly's is available right now on Amazon Prime. You should go and review it. Be kind. Find Brett Kelly on YouTube. Just search Brett Kelly Entertainment. Leave him comments. Subscribe to his page. Because what he's done what and what he's trying to do is exactly here. It's exactly what you're listening to. It's just someone that, that decided to start something. And and like it's like shut up and do it. And I, so many people tell me throughout every single year. It goes on and on. The list just grows. Of people who have ideas and passions and things that they want to do and I check in with them and I follow up because this is a part of my work this is part of like what I do uh, and nothing 
comes about the, you know like laziness and fear and uh, like anxiety like captures these people and they're paralyzed by the difficulties of, of at least starting i'm not even talking about making things work i'm talking about starting and and start to mold something they can't even get that far so you know the people who go out there and they they have something they have a product you can hold in your hands the guys like brett kelly they're they are heroes they're warriors and they're just doing something they're they have a passion they have ideas they found out the technical aspects they figured out the technical problems and they're just doing it it's like shut the f up and they're doing it it's very important gas lease is as important than any other film like period any other film you think is great gas lease is equal to that because it's a starting point for someone and with that being said everyone thank you so much for joining me all this way for the 28 days of dread we have 29 coming up, Robert England, Phantom of the Opera, a bloody gore fest movie that uh, really flipped my lid. It blew my mind because I wasn't expecting it. Even though I recall that movie uh, being promoted and advertised as violent, and I'm pretty sure that was on my like don't see list one time from like my, my parents, but I never got around to seeing it. How amazing is that? And you know, we, we go forward you know 25 something years and you finally get to watch that movie so it was very euphoric uh very i was very intertwined with that pretty much watched it twice we're going to talk about that but until then thank you for the support thank you for joining me i love you and this is the 31 days of dread